Three, two, one. Okay. Three, two, one. Hey, we are ACS and we're here to actually chat. Before we hand over to a collective sound and get into the important conversation, we just thought we'd quickly introduce ourselves. I'm Jade. And I'm Esther. And we work for the REACH study, part of the Centre for Society and Mental Health at King's College London. REACH stands for Resilience, Ethnicity and Adolescent Mental Health and we have worked with over 4,000 young people to help us understand the best ways to promote good mental health among young people from all backgrounds. REACH is also interested in exploring the potential impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on young people but most importantly what things helps young people maintain good mental health during this time and the next steps to helping young people thrive post-COVID. We hosted our very first festival for young people in October 2021 to get input from young people in the next steps to moving forward and to amplify their voices. This episode will be a little different as we invited a collective sound to do a live podcast at this event where they were able to give a personal insight into the impact of COVID-19 on young people. Let's hear what they had to say. Hi guys. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, we are called A Collective Sound, um, aka ACS. Um, We're really excited to be here today, but we're also a bit nervous, so bear with us. Um, We're three friends, school friends, that have a podcast on Spotify that started a few months ago, where we just discuss things that are important to us, different social issues and things that impact us that we find interesting and important um just to introduce ourselves individually um i'm a i'm 17 years old um i do maths physics and economics for a level um and i'm from south london um hi i'm c i'm 18 years old and i do government and politics geography and history for a level and um i Come from here, Brixton. (laughs) I'm S, I'm 17 years old. I do maths, physics and French at A-level. And I'm also from South London. Okay. So, um, to make this interactive, we're going to have questions at the end. So if there's anything that we discuss that you might have a question on, just save it and we'll answer it for you at the end. We'll also be answering some from our Instagram, at a collective sound. If you're not following, make sure you're following. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, so today we're going to be discussing the impact of COVID-19 and the pandemic on the mental health of young people. So just to start and throw everything up in the air, how has it affected you guys personally? I can go first. Um, I can say that COVID was absolutely rubbish. Um, the first the first one, when it was our GCSE summer, it was absolutely sweet. Like, I had no exams, predicted A-level, um, predicted GCSEs. Like, I was sweet. I was patterned. Like, I, I enjoyed the first one. Like, six months of no school. But then that transition from GCSEs to A-level was, was horrible with the fact that teachers expected us to have all this knowledge, even though we like missed out on so much school, I thought it was extremely unfair. And then for them to like mass test us the way they did, it was just a bit like, like you can't expect me to be some A-star student if I've missed out on so much. And I feel like it was 
it was like, it was okay at first, but then I feel like as time went on, there wasn't really much support from teachers, from staff. And I feel like our generation, just our generation alone, are the only ones who knows what it's actually like to be, to have that break, then go back to school, then have a break again, then go back to school. I don't think, well, teachers can't support because they didn't go through it. They went through as adults. We're still developing. We're still learning new things about ourselves. And I feel like my personality, I think, has changed since the beginning of COVID to now. I don't know about you guys. Um, Um, I liked COVID, the lockdown. I'm going to be honest with you. I loved being having time for Netflix, having time for myself. I feel like I I became stronger during COVID because I had time to reflect on myself and I had time to think about growing. And um, I feel like because I was so... Because um, during that year, I grew so much, maybe because of the age I was and how I turned from 16 to 17 and now turning 18. And those throughout those years, even without lockdown, um, I feel like people grow a lot and I grew a lot throughout that time. But with school, I 100% agree with A. Um, it, was, it was a lot of pressure. It was, it was from coming from nothing one day and then the next day having a lot to do and a lot on our plate. But um, overall, I feel like it helped me grow. What about you, S? Okay, um, sorry, I can't relate to either of you (laughs) about the liking lockdown part. For me, it felt like an absolute robbery. Like, I don't know what that was. And especially when you get to year 11, you know, it's coming up to GCSEs. You've been working so hard. You're looking forward to just doing your exams, getting everything out of the way. And then that three-month break, you know, it's supposed to be like the summer of a lifetime. It just felt like a robbery for me. But I can also agree with C when she says, um, obviously, there was a lot of time to do a lot of self-reflection. There was a lot of personal growth and development, but um, the pandemic is something that impacted everybody differently. So I might have grown in certain ways, but my friends were growing in their own ways. And I think it's something that has changed a lot of people. I think it's changed the dynamic in a lot of friendships. um, Everything was different after the pandemic. I don't know if things would have been the same if we hadn't had such a long break. And obviously it's impacted everybody differently. The transition from GCSE to A-level was absolutely horrible. There's nothing about this pandemic that I like. So, I mean, it's great that you guys got something good out of it, but that is something that impacted me as well. I've always been somebody that's loved school, enjoyed school, you know. I look forward to putting on my uniform in the morning and, you know, wondering (laughs) what I'm going to learn today. But I think coming back to school after COVID, it was the complete opposite. All I do is just stress and worry because it left me so behind. And, you know, especially coming from a Caribbean household, high academic attainment, there's a lot of emphasis on that. So ex- be, like being expected to still you know, be achieving the grades I was before, it was a lot of stress, to be honest. I feel like even with like unis as well, they're still pre- um, expecting like these extremely high grades. Mm. It's just like, I'm so sorry. My brain can't do that. Like, 
if I get a B, I get a B, and I'm still going to go to uni, so it's like... But also, because of COVID, people have realised that um, we don't really... Win. Um, uni... <laughs> Um, but because of lockdown and everything, people have been set behind. And I feel like unis, because there's not a lot of people going into uni now, and because people have realised that they can do something other, uni is important, but people have begun to make careers out of just not going to uni without a degree. I feel like people are now focusing on what they can do as an individual. And loads of people open like businesses and stuff. Um, I think the good thing about, um, well, if there is a good thing about it, this pandemic is that I think it's opened some new pathways. Obviously, we're talking from the student perspective here because obviously we're doing A-levels, looking to go onto uni, apprenticeships, etc. Yeah. But um, I think work experience was a big worry for a lot of people. But they made it all virtual. Exactly. So, so at least now there are new things and new ways that we can still interact with each other or do things that we usually wouldn't be able to do from, you know. But we realise that we can do a lot from home. Most people are still at home, do like in yeah, their like office, office jobs. jobs yeah. Like so um, my sisters are still at home. They haven't left. They haven't gone to the office yet, and um, they've realised they can do the exact same work just virtually. So I feel like that's a big change for people that are in like work jobs. I have a question. So do you think it's been a good thing, people being able to work solely from home, or has it been more of a negative thing? Because there's two sides to both. the coin, in my opinion. I think both, because both. I feel like it's a good thing, because it's like I'm in the comfort of my home. I don't need to leave. But then again, you know, that journey to work, that seeing new faces, like... Some people need that to cope, to feel normal. And if you're at home isolated all the time, I think at one point in in the um, the lockdown, the six-month one, I felt like I was going crazy because like, I'm seeing the same wars, the same people. Like, no, no offence, family and that, but... <laughs> like, I'm seeing the same... I'm seeing the same people all the time. It's just like, I just want to see my friend or I just want to see a literal stranger walk past me. Because that's normal, like, just walking to school and, like, even going to work and seeing different faces, like, in this world, you can't be... But then on the other side, I could say that people have learnt to spend time with their family and that life is not just work, work, work. And um, I feel like it's you need to work to bring stuff to your family, the food, have a roof over your head. But um, I feel like family time, people m value it more now than they ever did before. Especially and when, like, people were, like, m mass dying. Like... Yeah. I know that's not the correct <laughs> term, but, like, yeah. dying. You feel grateful for your family yeah. when you see that it impacts your life so much, like the pandemic. Outside of ourselves, just us three, how do you think it's impacted wider society because like there's so many different statistics on so many different things and ways that different people in society and different demographics have been affected by COVID. So outside of ourselves, how do you think it's impacted the rest of the world? I think young people in general, I just don't think we care as much 
when I say care, I mean like for example, school. It's not that I need to get an A. I need to go to Oxbridge. I care. <laughs> I know some people, but like like for as me a whole. as a whole, I just don't think it's like this. I think pressure has been put on top of us, but like, like kind of taken away at the like same taking time. Like taking a gap year just so you can breathe has been more normalised. Stuff yeah. like, um, oh, I'm, I'm going to go travelling or I'm going to take an apprenticeship. Like, I don't know what I'm doing and the fact that I don't know what I'm doing in the future doesn't scare me type of thing. Yeah. That's what I mean when I feel like young people just... It's, it's different. It's not... I feel like with our... Our parents' generation, for example, it was like, okay, after uni, I need to get a job. Then I'm going to get married at this age and I'm going to have kids but at this age. But don't you just think that's time and how the world has changed and society has changed? But I feel like COVID especially... Because I feel, like I said, people are not so focused on, like, school and... Well, they are focused on school, but it's not like, oh, this is this is it, this is it. I think people have found importance in other things Another other thing. than just enjoying school. the here and now maybe. Yeah. yeah. Like going out, just going out on a walk is like so like it's so mind blowing now. But before <laughs> um COVID and like just seeing people in general, I remember the first times I actually left during lockdown, I saw these oh different gosh. people and I was just like, Wow, like these people are all living the same pandemic. So like we met like midway through the pandemic, no? Yeah. And I remember um, talking to you guys for the first time and realising, oh my God, you guys also went through, like, the, yeah. through the same thing. It's strange, like, isn't it? It's because we're all in like our own home and yeah. we don't realise that all these... It's just numbers and statistics being thrown at us. And when it's just numbers and statistics, we never realise the bigger picture and what, what is actually happening. So I feel like that is... It was a bit scary to me realizing that I wasn't the only one going through this. That's what I'm saying. I feel like we're all special in that sense that this generation has gone through the exact same thing, and we all have our problems, but we all went through that problem together. Yeah. Mm. But at the same time, it shows you how big of a problem isolation was because yeah. during that time, it was so easy to forget that everybody else is going through the same thing. Our neighbours are going through it. Our friends are going through it. Strangers are going through it. But at the same time, I know especially for me, like, there were times when I did feel really isolated where, like, the days were just merging together. I wouldn't know what day it is anymore. And even stepping outside for the first time after months, it was honestly such a surreal experience for me because once upon a time, this was my everyday, like, I wouldn't, think twice about just going down to the high street and popping to the shop if I needed yeah. to. Wearing or like, a mask. Or, yeah, wearing crazy. a mask. That was, that was weird. No, buying toilet paper. Yeah. No. It's just like the petrol thing now. No. I, like, you go a bit crazy. People are going crazy. And um, I remember going to the supermarket with my mum and waiting for like an hour to get in no, and everyone being in their masks like and keys. everyone sanitizing their trolleys and I was just like what is going on now I was a bit very, crazy very happy my mom works for the NHS because <laughs> we used to we used to be able to skip the queue and I was just like all yeah. you people are not going to get tissue like <laughs> you're not going to get Bailey date like the stuff that you need because people just started panicking and um I, I wonder why though because when someone does it you feel like I need to do it now and then it's just it's just a cycle. 
Um, hey, I have a question for you because yeah. you said your mum works with the NHS. So does mine, gang. Um, what was it like for you, obviously knowing that your mum was potentially out there, nah, putting it was, herself at risk during the it pandemic was as well? Scary. I feel like when it was like March, I remember my mum telling me that she worked with a patient and then the patient got COVID. I promise you, I started crying. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, my mom's going to die. And like, I'm not, who's going to look after me? And like, all the, I was so, so like scared. I just remember being on like a phone call with someone who was like, it's actually going to be okay. Like, you need to relax. Yeah. And then as time went on, like... We didn't have enough information Information, as well. exactly. Like... And as time went on, I was okay with it. I was just like... My mom is 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 a strong woman. She's nothing's gonna happen to her. Um, she's doing her bit to help everybody out. And as as a sister, as a daughter, then I should be I should be grateful that I have someone who's still able to bring food to the plate, and I should do what I can at home to help everybody out. Because at the end of the day, I had no exams. I had nothing. So I just thought. It's okay. She's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. So does anyone that you guys know have COVID? See, I think everybody I know have had COVID except me. <laughs> so me and S just recovered from COVID. <laughs> yeah. And um, You've had it twice. I've had it twice, yeah. You've had it once and I've had it zero times. Which is, I think I'm the first person that, I, that I've spoken to you. I haven't spoken to myself, but the first, I'm the only person I know of that had COVID twice. So I had it during Christmas, like just after Christmas. And then I had it on my birthday week. Yay. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the first time it was just like, I was fine. Like I I had very minimal symptoms. Um, But this time around, it wasn't that easy. Um, I am still recovering. <laughs> I am negative though. Um, still have no taste buds, no smell, and it's um, funny how it affects everybody differently. differently yeah, because I know people that um, they had like they were just tired, and then I have other people that had a really bad fever. But with me, it was just like it's the worst thing not being able to taste your food and to smell anything. <laughs> like you taste. could never. It's like one of the worst things. And I feel like that actually had a big impact on my mental health because I felt like I was I was missing out on so much because I had it recently. So things are beginning to open. There's like, you're back to kind of normal life. I feel like during lockdown, there was nothing yeah. to, to miss to out. But yeah. I was suffering with a bit of FOMO yeah. throughout the... I think that's, that's like a... That's like a big thing for young people like the fear of missing out like besides covid just like normally even with things like social media we look at all these things that we see online and we think that's actually reality and then there's just this, this constant fear of or this worry oh i'm not doing this i should be out there doing that when really and truly that's not the case i remember looking at instagram and being jealous for someone taking a picture in a car park <laughs> in a car park, because everyone was taking pictures in car parks, and I was yeah. just like, I'm just staying at home. But I was just like, what's so fun of being in a car park? But now I say that, but back then I was just like, let's just go to a car park. <laughs> I'm just glad I got COVID when I did, because if I had caught it when it was like, I was in my, it's the end of the world phase, yeah. 
I don't know how I would have got through it because last year, honestly, it felt a bit like the world is ending. Like even now it does sometimes, but it was really bad last year. But now I know a lot more than I did at the beginning of the pandemic. So I wasn't as anxious. But you know people are still dying from corona, right? Yeah. yeah. But we don't see the statistics anymore. No. So why was why was it such a Because now it's a focus on the impact it's had on the economy and um just things around us other than people. If you could go back, let's say, let me do the maths, a year and some months. Mm. What would you tell yourself at the start of the pandemic now? So if you could go back, say, 18 months, what would you tell yourself? Hmm. Um, Think about it. I think I'll tell myself to... Actually, in the beginning, I was fine there. I was sweet. It was I feel like one. thoughts are not reality. That's what I would say to myself. Because I felt like I was getting trapped to my own thoughts. Even though I was having fun, there was like that five minute when I had nothing to do. And I would just overthink. And then I used to think that was, like, my thoughts were reality. Now, I'd say read a bit more, learn new skills, because I did not care. I was just chilling. I learned how to tie-dye. <laughs> it was literally Netflix. Like, I think I went through so many movies and series during that time when I could have just, I don't know. I, felt, I feel like we all learned something, even if, even if it was an academic. Yeah. We le- all learned something about ourselves. I learned that I, was, I wasn't as grumpy as I thought I was. I, I feel like I can also have fun by myself. Yeah. yeah. And I can, um, and that doing things with yourself isn't as boring as It's okay. People. It's, yeah, it's okay. It's like okay. you're not a loner yeah. for enjoying your you? own company. For me, oh my gosh, it was food. So my mum worked just like your mum throughout most of the pandemic, but I'm sure she can vouch for me and say that most of the time she came back to some sort of creative plate because for me, I found so much joy in just being able to cook. Like I've always loved food and I've always loved the kitchen, but I think for me, that was my skill. It was less about the academic for once and just doing something creative to keep me sane. So I just cook all the time. Even when there was food left over from the day before, like I just cook. That was what got me through it, to be honest. At home, no. At home, we had fights over (laughs) this because we were like, um, no one wanted to cook. And even if we did, we were all picky of what we wanted to eat. So um, until this day, we still have a rote of who cooks every single night. And I feel like um, that was like, food was a massive thing. I feel like, because if I wanted something really sweet, and then my sister wanted something like savory, there would just be a fight over. I, I had fights with my sister over everything. Same. Like, everything. No, but see, your sister is like an adult. My brother (laughs) is a child. I was arguing with a seven-year-old during, like, the pandemic. And it was... He would, like, drive me up. Because my brother is, like, very energetic. Like, even to this day, every single day he does an activity. And me, who's, like, the complete opposite. Like, I'm so lazy compared to him. It was really hard to keep him, like, occupied. And I feel like that also did stress me out. Because also it was, like, 
I had to do his online school. Then I had to do like my online school, which they sent me, which I never did. So it was like, this, it was a bit. This you're honest. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So um, I I have a question. Mm-hmm. What has COVID and having COVID, like, what have you learned from it? I've actually learned to see the brighter side of things in like smaller things and that I appreciate smaller things now like just a small gesture and just being able to spend time with people and um, it's like family members that I only see like a few times a year I um, as soon as I was able to see some of my closest friends that I don't see as much, I felt um, I felt very grateful for that. Um, there's two main things for me. A, it's just a phase. Um, obviously, life is kind of looking up now. I hope I'm not speaking too soon, but the where we are now isn't exactly where we were last year. Like we've come a long way since then. And a lot of things that have happened over the past 18 months that I thought, oh my gosh, this is just, I don't even know how we're gonna get past this. Like I have gotten past it. I mean, I got past year 12, amen. So just learning that it's a phase. And even though things might be challenging, like you'll get through it. But also I think it's made me a bit more emotionally intelligent because like I was saying earlier, it's been really easy to feel isolated, like I'm the only one in this, but everyone around you is going through the same thing, even in like my own household. Sometimes my little brother feels like just another character in my movie, if you know what I mean. But like, he's got his own experience of this pandemic and he's younger than me also. So it's something that's directly affected his education as well his learning, some of his friendships. So, and also with my mum being in a high stress job the whole time, she she wasn't one of those people that had to work from home. Like she was working the whole time and also being emotionally intelligent in a sense that this is something that is impacting her directly as well because she's seeing how it's been affecting people medically firsthand. So being a bit more emotionally intelligent, wondering, you know, how she might be feeling and making sure I'm not being selfish and being considerate of their feelings also, and also my friends, because it's impacted everybody differently. Luckily, I haven't lost anyone to COVID, but it's something that's affected some of my friends really deeply. So yeah, those are my two things. I feel like for me, I've I've learned that it's never that deep. I know that sounds a bit like, but it's like I'm not gonna kill myself to do something if I can't do it. Like if I've tried, I've tried again and I've tried. I'm not gonna kill myself. Like this is what you will get. That's all I can do, and we can just move to the next step. And I think also, like you said, just the uh, emotional intelligence. Like understand. I feel especially now that I've got also got a job. Like I do appreciate my mum. I feel like a lot more, even though she may not realize it, but just working and dealing with people, especially like COVID people, like I can't, I can't imagine that. So COVID <laughs> like COVID patients, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I can't imagine what she's going for, especially like 12 hour shifts. Like 
So just appreciating. Even though we're in the same boat, I feel like no one can put themselves in anyone's shoes. Yeah. Um, and I and that's why I think it's difficult to help people um, because everyone's going through it, and no one. With everything else, for example, if someone has an illness, there is already like most of the time there's like a treatment for it. Yeah. And because COVID and this pandemic is the first time in a long time, in like a hundred years, I feel like people don't know, there's no like treatment to help you um, mentally, if you know what I'm trying to say. So like everyone's still learning how to, how to, to cope with COVID. So even now people are still struggling with it and there's not enough help for these people. Do you know, like, mm. I don't know how, I don't know how to say it, but I feel like, because everyone's still going through it, it's difficult to help someone that's yeah. also going through it. Yeah. Does it make sense? <laughs> yeah. Can I piggyback off that quickly? Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, we've been talking about how, you know, emotional intelligence and stuff like that, but also something we haven't spoken about yet is the worrying figures um, in relation to, like, the effect that, the COVID-19 pandemic has had on the mental health, not just of young people, but people in general, in spite of their age group. Like we've seen at one point a rise in suicides. Yeah. We've seen a rise in people being diagnosed with depression, different types of anxiety. It's something that has affected everybody in spite of their age group as well. But I think the statistics in, in young people have been the worst. But it makes sense. Like, I can speak from experience. Like, I think, like, at one point, like, I don't want to say depressed, but, like, I was sad. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't fun feeling so isolated, feeling like there's no one to help you. And especially with, like, school giving us like so much amount of work and so little time to do it during a lockdown when we also have things going on at home I feel like it was just even though we had so much much time it It felt like there was no No. time um it was so difficult to concentrate personally like something that would normally take me 20 minutes took me maybe five hours and that's not even me exaggerating like it's I would just be staring at the same wall for like so long but I think overall I had a good experience other than school. <laughs> yeah, I think school just made yeah. the, the pandemic like 10 times worse. Other than school, what was it? In fact, school's been the, I should be grateful because school's been the most excitement over the past 18 months. Like, I know, I feel like for what? me, <laughs> no, for me, I feel like, how should I articulate myself? Socially, it's been a lot different to before the pandemic. Before, like, you just maybe. You'd be a bit more... No, not even that. I feel like it's more like that now. Like, we could, I could be a bit more spontaneous with my friends or it wasn't so difficult to interact with them. Like, even coming out of the pandemic, some of, the, some of my friends I've known for, like, ages and ages and I remember seeing them for the first time. It's just like, oh, hi, stranger. Like, But it honestly felt like you were talking to a stranger at times. Yeah. So I feel like, for me, it's been slightly different. From a social aspect. Should we get on to questions? Yeah. Um, Should we start with a Instagram, Instagram one? Yeah, I've got one that says, how did you all adjust back to your routines 
and society as lockdown was eased? Did I? That's the question. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I still am waiting for another lockdown. As much as that might sound crazy, I feel like what's going on isn't reality. I feel like, like, like for example, my brother going back to after school clubs and like us going back to school, getting back to that routine. It was more like, okay, like I'm at a new environment. Let me just start getting to know new people. And yeah, then maybe people, yeah. that, to, I think it was much easier for me than I thought it would be. I think I was more scared at the thought of meeting new people than actually meeting new people. Because once you have something <laughs> in common, then it just clicks. And then from the there you can build. The thought of it was more, was more scary than, than actually, actually yeah. Okay. The hardest part is always high. What? The hardest part is always high. Hello. Yeah. Oh. We said something else. But we met each other during COVID. Yeah. Because we started school September 2020. Oh, yeah, we Sixth did. form. Was it 2020? Yeah, it was. Yeah, 2020. So we... Um, that year doesn't even exist. Yeah, that, it's a blur. It's so... It, it <laughs> so feels like blurry. so much happened, but it's still such a blur. Yeah. Any questions? <laughs> Any from the audience? Any? Okay, that's cool. We'll give you guys a couple more minutes. Uh, Should we discuss another one? Yeah. Okay, you go check. What are the positive things that have happened to you due to the pandemic? That's one from Instagram. Skills. So skills. Um, I feel like, I feel like, just what I said in the beginning. It's just like how to cope with myself and my struggles i've learned how to do that and that's a positive um it i think um sorry no it's okay um i feel like i can now like talk to more people and i'm comfortable with talking to new people because i know what it's like to be isolated and like if my friends are going through something like at school i'm able to say do you want someone to talk to because you can't we we can't go through these things alone anymore type of thing Okay, so I'll say one of the questions that I got. Yeah. So, would you say the pandemic has changed how you interact with your friends? Example, talking about your mental health with them. A hundred percent. I'm for like Ooh, we we I'm different. We had like a conversation in school. I don't think you guys remember, but like, just just talking, like no judgment, and I feel like that. I would. I don't think I would be comfortable doing that before the pandemic, but like. Definitely afterwards, like, I can just tell you, do you know what? I'm actually feeling upset today. This is why. And just have a conversation about it. I'm I, with A on that. I feel like I'm more open with my family about it. I feel like yeah. I would just be in a bad mood and not tell anyone what was actually going on. But now I'm quite... If I'm annoyed, I, I, you will know I'm annoyed. And I'll say... And yeah. I feel like with my closest friends, yes, with you two... You guys will know if I'm annoyed. I'm quite... Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's I'm in quite, your face. <laughs> but um, I feel like I'm very selective. Now I'm very selective who I talk to. Yeah, about certain things, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You can't just chat your... I've own. always been selective, but even amongst some of my friends, like the ones that would just always be okay, you would always expect them to be smiling. Like, they've been a bit more vulnerable and open i think i think that's a good thing i think that's a nice thing because it's not it's not good to constantly have your walls up yeah. and i think now 
more of what I'm hearing is, are you okay? Not just, are you okay? Yeah, like, how are you feeling today? Like, what's been going on? Like, actually checking in with each other. I think that's been I've been getting so many more messages now than I ever did about how I was doing. Because everyone would just ask for a favour or just start talking about going out or something but now people actually message me to and ask they how I, yeah how i'm feeling mentally i've got a question um can we ever return to normal life in quotation marks and if not is that necessarily a bad thing i don't remember normal life yeah like i don't remember how i lived during before no the COVID. pandemic yeah <laughs> i just don't but remember what is normal er- anyway because everybody's idea of, of normal, normal is going to be different like normal is relative all exactly all three of us sitting here we've all had different experiences and i'm sure all of you guys have had different experiences too so like a said your idea of normal is relative but to be honest i don't remember much of life pre-covid anyways it's all been a bit of a blur yeah your question Mine is, what support would you have liked to have had during GCSE to A-level transition, academic support, mental health? Um, um, where school. do I start? That's, that's a list. Um, <laughs> we can go from school, um, the teachers with the... Uh, what's the PG word? Uh, a lot, the work that they set, that could have been 10 times less. The, the ex- unnecessary exams... More questions. Like questions behind you. <laughs> okay, yeah. All of that, that I feel like that was so unnecessary. Um, I feel like they could had more support groups, especially there's there was people in the school that looked like they were going to break down every day. I don't know how a teacher can't say, "Oh, do you know what? Do you want to step out and talk?" Like I have, I haven't. None of the te- my teachers have said, "Let's talk about what's been going on." It's always been like, "Are you guys okay?" If everyone, like, if someone shouts like a loud yes, that just goes for the whole class. And also, because finding uni and stuff has been a bit, um, I feel like I haven't got enough support. I feel like I've done it myself. Um, I figured out what I wanted to go for. I figured out what options I have open. All they've actually told me is the same things, basically, about just go on gov.uk yeah. <laughs> and type in whatever you're interested in other than actually telling me the opportunities I have, which I've now, because I've researched, I see that I have so much more than what a teacher's telling me. Yeah. For me, just throw the whole education system in the bin. Just throw it in the bin because I feel, for me, I would have liked a lot more exam support in terms of academia, exams have been my biggest struggle. Because let's be real, our cohort haven't sat any public exams since our SATs in year six. We were 11 years old. GCSEs were cancelled, AS levels were cancelled. So we haven't done any public exams in six or seven years. So yes, those teacher assessments in the class are stressful, but it's nothing in comparison to sitting in a hall with three, four, five hundred other people yeah. and sitting like a proper exam set by an exam board. Um, so exam support is one I would have liked more. And I think just more conversation or more direction 
on who to go to, who to speak to, like professional people, not just our friends, because yeah, our friends are great. And it's nice that, you know, we have a support system, but not everybody has that same support system. So just um, a bit more clarity on who we can talk to, like professional people yeah. about our mental health if we're struggling. Um, because counsellors, stuff like that. Yeah, because, and also I think um, this whole UCAS process, because we're sixth formers, so the whole UCAS process has been a bit, mundane and it's like it's just been like hearing somebody read from a script a lot of us still don't know what we're doing in terms of our next steps it's just us being told the same things over and over again off off of a powerpoint (laughs) but not it's not explanatory enough it's not in depth enough it's just like it's just we're hearing it but are we listening do we actually understand it so a bit more support with UCAS also yeah Okay. How did your friendships with others survive through the pandemic? Did you fall out, <laughs> grow apart, grow closer, etc.? Grew closer to some people, realized that other people were just I just didn't really need them. Oh. Not in a horrible <laughs> way. Oh. But I, I feel like I grew apart some from some people. Um I have now the people that I have around me are very limited, but they're people that not that I need, but that actually help me be a better person yes i feel like same i feel like you know at school you have friends but it's mm-hmm. like you're not really my friend you're like my yeah. school friend like yeah. type of I thing i just know you i just know you it's type of thing i feel like with my close friends i feel like during like the pandemic it was like important that we like facetimed or something like regularly FaceTime was a lifesaver just oh my just gosh. to like house party just to like <laughs> keep that connection close and just like I said grow together, I guess. Yeah. But then certain people, it's just like, yeah, bye. Funny enough, for me, it's the same. I learned to differentiate, like, just associates from my actual friends, friends, which is something I definitely needed. I mean, it's a life lesson. But I think I drew closer to people that I wouldn't have expected to. People that I was close to before the pandemic, I don't even talk to now. But at the same time, I've made so many new friends. So it's been a bit of both for me. Okay, so one question I have here is actually about the podcast. Yeah. So do you think that your podcast has helped you improve with your confidence? 100%, yes. 110%. Yeah. I feel um, like it's, like, when you see that I feel you... Like we're quite confident people as a whole, like... But I feel like, you know, when you see that you have listeners in, like, different continents, yeah. it's just like, okay, yeah. is this me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a bit like... Yeah. It's a confidence boost, I think, 100%. Yeah. And I think also... As a young person, when we talk about certain things, it's almost like, oh, should you be talking about that? Do you really have the knowledge or the experience? Like, some topics, it's it would be things that you'd expect people who are a lot older to talk about. But being able to articulate yourself anyways and give your opinion anyways and people actually listen and understand and interact, that has been, like, so great. Question. Question. Some people have been saying we need to change the world we come back to after the lockdowns. What things would you want to change about it from before the pandemic? Wait, can you repeat that? Okay. Some people have been saying we need to change the world we come back to after the lockdowns. What things would you want to change about it from before the pandemic? 
So the things that we want before so, we want to see now. No, no, no. So basically, we know that the world we live in isn't like a Perfect. great pace. Yeah. So things like, okay, life before the pandemic. Yeah. What would you change about it so that life coming out of the pandemic is a lot better? People need to be kind to each other. Mm. Too Stop many people, judging. Yeah. Stop being in our... Oh, yeah. Like, no, but uh, genuinely, like, if if it's not, sometimes if it's not your business, you don't need to know. Stop judging people. You don't know what people go through. Instagram, for example, it's all fake. Like, it's all filters. It's all editing. Yeah. It's not real. So The life that people want you to see, not the life they're actually exactly. living. You need, to, you need to understand that everybody is going through something. And just because picture perfect on Instagram or whatever doesn't mean that's the reality. You need to look at yourself, love what's inside you, and then project that love rather than being judge, judge, judge all the time. What, 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 what? Do you have so another question? Yeah, I so got it to me. Oh, um, I did. Okay. Um, what could schools do to support our emotional intelligence? I think, listen. Just listen. Yeah. At the end of the day, school is full of young people. You need to... It's not about, it's like, okay, I'm teaching. I'm just teaching you. It's like you ha have a connection with your students. Yeah. But how many times have we heard, oh, we listen, we receive it, we hear we it, don't. and then nothing It's just changes. posters on the walls, you know? To like, be honest do with I even you, look it's at just them. a poster saying, but if you need help... I think it's actual... Care. I think it's honest conversation... Because, like, listening is one thing, but it could be going through one ear and coming out the other, which is something we see in schools generally all the time. So just having honest conversation between students and teachers to build, like, a better relationship. Yeah. Um, this question is, what is your advice to pe people who might be struggling with life out outdoors again? Example, people who might be more... Introverted. Yeah. I think just take one one step at a time. Just if you're not comfortable talking to, to new people or something, find someone else who's also by themselves and also, start from there. Whoever wrote this also said that especially after one year of being told to keep two meters away and to stay at home, mm. I feel like it was a bit too quick. Like one yeah. from one yeah. day to the other, the two meter thing just Spanish. disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Just go at your own pace. Yeah. And if, if, if you're struggling or you feel like life is going a bit too fast, don't be afraid to actually vocalise that. Just say, like, look, I need to go at this pace. Everything else is moving a bit too fast for me. Like, just say it openly, really. Yeah. Do you have any more questions? The last question. Okay, I've last question. No, oh, you got um, so. Okay. I like this question, actually. So... Would you say the lockdown or isolation helped you find your identity? No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> I don't. I feel like it was just too. Well, me anyway. It was just too much time to myself. Like, I feel like at the end of the day, like if I find myself, I'm still gonna change in like two years or something. But I feel like I'd done it quicker. No. But did like what did you learn about yourself though? Like what did you? That I like what? to eat. Like. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, I learned a lot about myself. I also learned how to express myself and not care about what other people think about me. Yeah. I think both of you can say that I, I don't care. Um, do you agree? Yeah, I feel like before the pandemic, I was already in that phase of like 
finding myself anyways. Yeah. But I think having that time of reflection helped me to learn a lot of new things about myself. Do you have another one? What kind of support did you get during COVID? I got support from my mum. Same. I think my mum was like my rock Aww, during my the pandemic. Um, <laughs> no, like genuinely, like, yeah. I, I feel like, again, it just made me appreciate like the power of like a strong woman. And Lord, I feel Lord, like, Lord. Um, yeah, I think like that that whole time, I feel like I just appreciated my mom my so much more. Like my best friend, yeah. I feel like I was able. She was able to talk to me about stuff. I felt like Same. she was so comfortable with telling me stuff, yeah. and I kind of felt grown up because yeah. of that. And I was able to talk about my own struggles. And just because there's an age difference, it doesn't we're mean so like similar, so like similar. It's, comfortable. It's crazy. And I can agree with you both. I'm definitely my mother's daughter, whether she wants to admit it or not. <laughs> but we're a lot more close knit now. Yeah, so. same, hundred percent. Um, last question: mm-hmm. What inspired you to start this podcast? Just love to talk in it. I feel like we, yeah, we us three, like we talked about like the deep stuff in quotation marks, and it was just. I guess a platform just to talk about what young women, people of color, people who are from immigrant parents, who are in London, South London, and the experiences that we go through that, do you know what, people don't talk about. And yeah. It was also A's um, idea, and A during, was it March? March, Last April, yeah. yeah, yeah, March this year when we were actually gonna start, we were gonna start about Easter, start, yeah, I think. Easter, and um, she made a group chat saying, "Would you guys want to join?" And then we thought of um, A C and S because our actual names begin with A C and S, and then um, we and then we figured out A Collective Sound was a good one. Yeah. And also, in our intro, we say, um, hey, we are ACS and we're here to actually chat, which beep, you can beep. guess. <laughs> and actually chat was going to be our actual name, but then we thought that was a bit in- inappropriate because <laughs> it does stand for ACS. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we're just the perfect trio, really. And shout out to us because, I mean, this is like this experience now yeah. has been such a big thing for us because we're still like in our Fresh. first few yeah. months. So. Yeah, it's been really fun, guys. Um, um, just Thank to you, Reach, <laughs> Just to wrap this up, our promotions for this week are the Big Kid Foundation because we are using their uh, playground to have this um, talk. Um, they are a charity that do after-school um, activities for young people, just a safe space for them to be and to explore and learn new things. it's a good place to actually learn how to cope with things and learn about and meet new people. And a special shout out to the REACH study because they invited us to... Especially Jade and Esther. Thank you guys. You guys have been so nice to Have this talk and just um, talk about how COVID has impacted us and the people around us and just young people in general. Um, Thank you for listening. We are ACS. and follow us on Instagram, and we'll see you next week. And <laughs> Spotify, and RSS, and Google Podcasts. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you.